All right, all right. So we are we're doing it now. We're recording. Let's do this. This is the Entertainment Caffeine Podcast. Uh, I'm Mitch. I'm here chatting with. Uh, introduce yourself, man. Let's uh, let's find out about David here. My name is David McDonald, and I am from Glasgow in Scotland. I'm a musician based in Glasgow, and uh, I met one of Mitch's friends in Nashville, and he set me up for this chat. And I'm a bit apprehensive to know what you're going to be talking to me about. <laughs> I'm ready for you, man. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get all the stories out of you. You're uh, like I was saying, this is the first international podcast um, I've ever done, um, so this is super exciting. I'm digging this. But um, how long have you been playing music? I kind of accidentally got into music. Love my it. My dad had my dad had a guitar lying around, and I, do you know what? I don't really remember learning how to play guitar. I just remember knowing how to play i don't know that <laughs> but i had there was a show in our school and me and my best friend played a, i played a song at that show and uh, uh, i just remember there was this one girl and at my school and after i did that show he just looked at me differently and i was like man i'm gonna play music <laughs> <laughs> oh, so i love it, it man. I mean, hey, isn't that why we all get into music? It's it's just all for the women, well, you know. We're not, you're not supposed to say it, but yeah, man. I hey, I'll say it. I'll say it proudly. <laughs> I don't know what else I'd have to talk about if I if I didn't have music. So, yeah, man, I'm glad I found it. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Um, so you were in. We talked about this for just a second. You were in Nashville about a year ago. You said. Uh, I can't believe it was that long ago. I was in Nashville from. June until the end of September. Nice. With a, with a week or two over out in Canada and up in Illinois, um, but most of that time I, w- I was spent kind of slumming it on Airbnb in Nashville, just trying to make some friends and and just see yeah. the place and enjoy myself. Absolutely. So, uh, what did you think of uh, what did you think of the Nashville music scene? It's always interesting to me to get an outsider's perspective, you know. We kind of get caught in this Nashville bubble when we live here. So I love hearing what other people think of it from an outside looking in. It's literally the best bubble to be caught up in. (laughs) I'm I'm very jealous of people who are in Nashville because it has this kind of... It kind of incubates talent, I think, and, and everybody that you meet or every other person you meet is kind of trying to do the same thing as you and the nice thing i found about nashville is everybody at least that i met seemed to be kind of in it together so everybody was co-writing everybody was you know if they knew somebody they were trying to introduce you to somebody who could yeah. help you out and um and the fact that you didn't really need to think about it there was always something on you know there's always something happening there's always music to go and see and for me that's completely different to you know what i'm used to where there's the odd gig that i want to go to every now and again in nashville i was basically out every night or you know every weekend afternoon going to listen to music or going to write music or yeah just singing and enjoying the weather so what is the scene like where you you know in your hometown and everything glasgow's known for having uh a really kind of good music scene and I think Glasgow has got the highest signing rate of artists in oh the nice UK. I heard that stat the other day that's awesome um, 
I, I guess it's just not my my kind of music. Just not your it's thing, more, yeah. Yeah, it's more kind of indie, uh, mainstream kind of electro pop stuff happening at the moment. Um, there's a lot of there's a good folk scene, and there's also good um, kind of Scottish music scene. Mm-hmm. here and uh, there's an amazing festival that happens here once a year called Celtic Connections and nice. we get artists from all over the world for a month coming and playing in our, in our venues which is great that's awesome but in terms of it's, it's, it's less of a as I said like that incubator of talent that I think Nashville is I think it's less of that I think in Glasgow everybody seems to be doing their own thing and there doesn't seem to be the collaborative kind of culture that there was in nashville or at least i have i haven't found it yeah but um i'm sure there there, there is there but um i just found nashville to be like a really inspiring place because the attitude of everyone is just kind of like go for it and uh, yeah absolutely everyone, everyone just wanted to help you out so i loved it yeah i mean it's um it's awesome to hear you say that i feel like a lot of times and i've actually talking about this I think it was like two episodes ago on the podcast with somebody about how you know everybody in Nashville kind of gets caught up with the fact that they're in Nashville and after about a year or so I feel like we all start to lose appreciation for it a bit so I mean I've spent the last year really trying to remind myself that like we live in a really cool place you know and so it's it's awesome always to hear an outsider's perspective because it's a good reminder for those of us who live here that we're here, you know, so we, and yeah, this isn't everywhere. Like yeah. We get so like used to it and we get so, you know, picky about the shows we want to go to just because there's so many. It's, it's a great reminder to be like, wow. Yeah. That's, it's pretty cool. So it's great to hear your perspective on it. I think the other thing I would say in Nashville that I found was that people are really willing to go and check out new artists even you know just they're up for it even if they don't know anything about the artist they'll go and check them out oh yeah absolutely uh, it's maybe easier to sell tickets in nashville i would say than it is to sell tickets in glasgow but again i don't know someone might someone might pull me up for that i think that's what's i managed the band myself um, oh nice kind of drifting and out helping out a band a couple bands Glasgow and selling tickets, man. Oof. Oh yeah, that's, it's rough. That's that's the real game. Yeah, I can't even imagine. On social media, and uh, I find that so funny because, as f- uh, from what I can tell, you know, obviously social media is a very easy thing to get. You know, someone clicks on your page and they like it. Mm-hmm. Actually, getting them to part with fifteen quid to come and see you on a rainy Tuesday evening. <laughs> a lot know, harder. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, that's a good point, too, because I feel like a lot of days, you know, especially in 2018, I feel like a lot of people get so caught up in the social media aspect of it. But you're right, it is. That's the easy part. The hard part is actually getting people to commit to going to a show, you know, hopefully purchasing a piece of merchandise and, you know, really becoming, taking them to the next level as a fan. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm still kind of trying to, I, I think I have a really kind of responsive and kind audience and they're very communicative to me and they message me and, and, and they're always asking me to release stuff and I'm always really slow. But I think that is definitely something that I see with people is they're desperate to get these likes and I can't or haven't really seen the payoff of that yet. 
because yeah. once you have the likes, just to kind of go into this a little bit, once you have the likes, you then have to pay to speak to the people that have liked your page, the way Facebook's set up. Yeah, so true. So you find your audience, and then you have to kind of pay to communicate with them. So one thing that I, I was always told was, as soon as you're talking to your audience, I'm not good at this, but I, I, I'm planning on it, is to try and find a way to get onto their phone or, you know, get their email address, get get some way to connect with them directly and kind of cut out the middleman. Yeah, so. go to that next level with them, almost. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's something that, you know, not a lot of people think about. Well, you just uh, mentioned, you know, releasing music and everything. Um, you sent me a couple of the clips that it seems like you're working on right now. Talk a little bit about those. Uh, what's You got some music coming out soon? I have been wanting to release music for ages. Um, and I'm kind of slowly getting my act together on that front. Mm-hmm. I've got... I've got an album's worth of music kind of waiting for me to go in and record in the studio or go and get it done properly. Nice. Um, and then I kind of accidentally, this kind of, well, as I was kind of writing the first album, this kind of second album of kind of similar, definitely me, but definitely a different album kind of started branching out. Yeah. So I'm kind of between these two, which is nice because I now know once the first one's done, I know where I'm going. The second one's kind of already started. Um, but yeah, the songs I sent you are a bit of a mix of both of those. So there's, you know, uh, kind of bluesy, kind of soulful, folky stuff. And then, uh, although the demos I sent, you may not get this, the, the other stuff is a bit more mainstream, I would say. We've yeah. got more radio friendly that I think I see that as being maybe my route into the industry. If, there, if I ever get there, I think that might be the way in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you definitely have um, a variety of sounds. I mean, I listened to um, I listened to all of them. I know, like, and uh, for those of you listening on the podcast, I will link these um, on Instagram and in the description. But um, as long as it's cool with uh, my new friend David here, but Midnight Glow, I loved the folk influences of that. I loved the that had some violin in it, if I remember correctly. Um, but totally different than I think it was. Uh, Stonemason, I think, was the one that I was listening to that seemed a little more... It was either that one or Nothing on You that just seemed a little more pop-influenced. Yeah, no, yeah, Nothing on You is, is probably like that second album I'm talking about. It's definitely... I mean, I wrote that song in Nashville with a couple of uh, guys in Nashville, and it was written as a country song in the first instance, but then I brought it back oh, nice. to... Um, my friend who's a producer here who's into like electronic stuff and i said right let's try and find the middle ground between what you do and what i do yeah and he's come up with this kind of fresh sounding kind of pads but also definitely got more of a traditional feel with guitars and piano um so yeah that's That's awesome that's kind of where, where i'm going i think in that direction yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I like the sound. I think it was awesome. I think you got, uh, you're onto something there. So, and it's great to draw from those multiple influences. You know, it's great to take something that was written in one place as a certain genre and flip it and just, you know, all right, let's do something. Let's go 180 with it, go a whole different direction because you never know what you might draw out of the song or what influences you'll draw out. And so it, it just, it does, it leaves that's what makes music awesome it's the world of possibilities it's so crazy open yeah. it's great yeah i think uh, but 
getting the right producer is is key. I mean, that one of the guys who produced it produced this really cool country thing, and then the other guy produced it what came up with this amazing electric thing. I don't know if I'm talented enough to do that, but getting a I guess working with somebody who's doing something totally different from you, you end up kind of finding this cool little middle ground where you where you both kind of are happy with. Yeah, absolutely. Thing that you find. Yeah, <laughs> nice man. But All right, well, tracks though, man. You're the first guy in the whole world to share them. Really? Yeah, man. Dang. Well, man, I feel special now. Thanks for sharing, dude. It was awesome. No worries. <laughs> um, all right. So you obviously have done some touring and some traveling because you met people in Nashville. You've been to Canada. Um, it sounds like you've, you're you well-traveled. Uh, do you have any crazy tour stories or anything like that? Crazy tour stories? Uh, uh, I can't say I have crazy tour stories, but, you know, you meet cr- crazy people. I don't know. There, uh, how do I word this without offending someone? <laughs> I know. I had a few funny, funny interactions with uh, some of the people I met. I don't know if it's for your show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I feel you. I feel you. You got to be careful. You know, in the music industry, you got to be careful. But well, I'm sure none of those crazy people were in Nashville, right? <laughs> yeah, one of them was, man. I went in the funniest kind of. I don't know. I ended up in. Uh, I got invited to the square dance. Okay. And uh, now, have you I square danced before, or no, did you know? I, square, I, I thought a square dance was a barn dance. That's the first thing I thought. <laughs> oh I thought was, boy! All right. I thought it was going to be in like a barn, you know, and there it would it would be like a professional thing, and and I, we have Kayleys in Scotland. You know, we throw on kilts and yeah, you know, we have dancing. I thought, right, I can Kaylee dance, so I'll be able to square dance. So this girl invited me up to this square dance and uh i was excited man and she was she was going to meet me there and she said she was going to dress up real nice and i was to dress up real nice too mm-hmm. so i had these fancy chinos on a fancy shirt and i played it and uh i get to, <laughs> the coordinates basically that she sent me where the square dance is is like i like saying this it was on the tennessee kentucky state line so north of nashville <laughs> oh boy Gotta be careful uh, when you get to Kentucky. Yeah, well, no one told me that, man. Oh. Uh, so I basically drove up to this square dance, and uh, yeah, man, it was just like in the middle of these this field. They just started a square dance with these people, and I was massively overdressed. Jeez. Oh, the girl that said she was going to dress up didn't dress up, so I was just this guy in like a blazer and chinos, and everyone was muddy and covered in oil. Oh, wow. And they were asking me if I was lost. <laughs> and I think I kind of must have embarrassed the girl who invited me because she just completely blanked me that evening. Oh, jeez. And I was... You know, so I was in the middle of the field, no friends, no one to talk to, everyone thought I was just nothing. And I lasted about half an hour and I chucked it and went home. All right, yeah, well, when you... That was my first square dance. All right, well, first off... I'm just going to say that I would never recommend a square dance. Um, second off, if you come back to Nashville, I'll make sure that if you want to go to a square dance, we'll find a good one. Nice. <laughs> I, I actually paid, I paid $10 for that. G- oh. To like, in a field. And it was like an hour and a half drive. You, you paid $10 to stand in a field. Stand, it was a, some kind of, again, I didn't know what this was, but they were, they were like hemp farmers or something. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and to, like, I don't know what they were raising money for, but you just told like the most 
like American story ever. Like, well, we made him pay ten dollars to stand in the field because he wasn't from here. Like, uh, sometimes I just, uh, oh man. Well, yeah, I mean, you're gonna run into some crazy people like that. Um, touring. Yeah, but... The thing I love about America is I like that. I'm not. I'm, I mean, I, I like the thing that people know about, like I don't know the Statue of Liberty or Broadway or something. But I actually, the thing that really interests me is all that stuff that happens out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. You know, I, so it was really funny experience, and all my friends obviously had a good laugh when I told them what happened. Oh, I but, bet. Um, yeah, it was really awkward. That's pretty standard for me, man. Just going along with the best of intentions and then just being really awkward. Hey, I mean, that's not a bad way to go, man. That's what I do most days. So <laughs> I just go along with it, and then I end up just being the awkward dude in the corner. Yeah, so. that's me, man. <laughs> I feel like we'd get along. You got to come back yeah, to man, Nashville, definitely. dude. Yeah, well, man, I'm gonna. I'm trying to get back in October, so... Oh, absolutely. Nice. All being well, I'll be back in October. So, so what kind of venues were you playing when you were on tour over here? Um, little places, man. I yeah. I'd say they were big. Um, like the coffee shop scene kind of stuff, or...? Yeah, kind of coffee shops, open mics. Um, I've played in a couple of blues bars up in uh, Illinois and Toronto, kind of bluesy, bluesy kind of places. Yeah. Like, um, couldn't tell you the names but you know it was all good fun man I, I kind of had this dream when I was a kid that one day I'd show up in America and with a guitar and a backpack and just kind of sit up somewhere and sing so yeah. playing in some of these places yeah, obviously that wasn't Madison Square but um, it was just a wee dream come true for me that's awesome America, dude singing. and a lot of my influence comes from America as well I, I think it's kind of Americana sounding maybe Okay. Um, so, that was actually going to be my next question to you: Is what are some of your influences? Who do you listen to on a daily basis? Well, Bruce Springsteen, I think, is one of the main guys I listen to growing really? up. Really? All right. Mr. America. Nice. Um, then nowadays, do you, do you know Van Morrison? Oh yeah. I'm a huge Van Morrison fan. He's like my hero. All right, I can and, hear some of that influences in some of your tunes. Nice. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the guy who got me singing was a guy that you maybe you'll, you'll be familiar with, is Darius Rucker. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, when he was in Hootie and the Blowfish, I used to, when I was a kid, I used to be obsessed with Hootie and the Blowfish. And uh, uh, his voice, man, I was just like, I, I want to sound like him. Yeah, that's awesome. He, he was he was my one of the, my guys, and then another guy, Ray Lamontan. I know the I name. Know he sings a song called Trouble, another American guy. Trouble, 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 trouble. Yeah. Oh, all right. I think I know it. Yeah. Yeah. So all these American artists were the guys I was listening to. So when I was a kid, I was just dreaming of just coming to America with my guitar and uh, just doing it off my own back. And that was honestly the best trip. And, I, and I've been depressed ever since I came home. <laughs> oh, you just got to get back here, man. <laughs> I know, and I'm trying. Yeah, I, that's funny you mentioned Darius Rucker. I actually, um, I was, I went to school in Nashville College, and um, I interned uh, with his old management company, and so I actually got to, yeah, I actually got to meet him um, nice. about a year ago, which was super cool. Um, I didn't really, I mean, everybody loves Hootie and the Blowfish. Um, but I didn't, he's, since he's gone on and done like his whole country music career, I hadn't really listened to him in a while, but, 
since meeting him, I've just been a little obsessed with his tunes. Like they're just they're yeah. all great. So yeah, he's good. I yeah. mean, I, I'm more a Hitty fan than a, than a, than the country stuff just because I grew up with it. But yeah, it just his voice is just insane, and I could just listen to it all day. So yeah, absolutely. He's he's the guy. If I ever met him, he's the guy who got me to open my mouth and start singing. That's awesome. He's, uh, He's actually coming. To, I've got a tickets to go and see him actually in, in September. He's coming to, he's coming to Glasgow. So I'm gonna. Oh, nice. Know, see if I, I know anyone who knows anyone who can get me in there, <laughs> and, and then maybe meet the guy. Yeah, he that's awesome. Story about he he he's like he was obsessed with something. I think he's into baseball or something. Uh, he's big into and, golf. He's into uh, golf. Okay. Yeah. And he was talking about this sports hero that he had, and he met him, and it changed his life, man. That'll be my way, and I'll be like, man. You're that guy to me, you know. You're my hero, bro. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. <gonna> hang out. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Any um, I'll just, I'll just creep him out. I'm sure. No, I mean, I'm sure that I'm sure he has such worse <laughs> fans. Like, ugh, some of those country fans can be a little um, look crazy. So yeah, I'll, I'll I'll try and play it cool. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, so any influences like, um, all right. Here's here's a fun one that I normally ask people on the podcast. If I were to go into your, uh, what do you use, Spotify, iTunes? Yeah, Spotify, iTunes. Spotify? Spotify, all right. If I were to go into your Spotify, who is the last played artist that you were listening to? Uh, let's find out. <laughs> Putting you on the spot. Uh, my answer, no one is going to know who he is, so I feel like I should give you a better answer. Yeah, give us like the in a nutshell version of like who the guy is, too. Uh... Probably a guy called Foy Vance. You heard of Foy Vance? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know Foy Vance. Yeah, Foy Vance is another big, big guy. Yeah, he you was a big man. influence um, on Ed Sheeran, and I used to be a yeah. pretty big Ed Sheeran fan, and so I actually found him through that. Yeah, so. he wrote songs for Ed Sheeran, actually. They co-wrote some songs together, uh, but I... Foy Vance again is like just another guy that I just I think I was 16 when I went to see him for the first time and I think I must have been to like 15 or 20 shows since then oh dang great. I think I, I, I just like I, people with good voices man anyone who's got a good voice I, I kind of get yeah absolutely and try and kind of copy what they're doing and I think that's how I learned to sing was I would listen to these guys and then I'd record myself and then I'd play them together and see what they were doing that mm-hmm. I wasn't doing and then that's a cool way to do it. Yeah, that's a super cool way to do it. Well, nice, man. So Foy was another, Foy was another guy that I was just constantly singing the songs until I sounded just like Foy. And then I'd put on the and then sing. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I that's he's great. I haven't um, really kept up with him in the last couple months, but I, I used to listen to him all the time, so I got to get back into it. But Yeah, he's great. Well, cool, man. Um, Well, we're coming up on about 30 minutes on the podcast. That's normally where I like to wrap this guy up. But let's do uh, let's do this. Let's do um, what's your Instagram handle? You're on Instagram, correct? I'm on Instagram, but the best place to find me would be on Facebook. Best place is uh, Facebook. All right. Cool. Cool. Which is David McDonald Music. And spell that. Spell your last name just for those of us who are uh, not bright. M-A-C rather than M-C. Okay, so not nice. The, not the fast food place. 
Okay. David McDonald's. So much cooler than the fast food place. Yeah, man. I think it's a little cooler. <laughs> nice. Well, I will link your Facebook in here and everything. Um, and then you're coming into town in October? If things go well, I'll be, I'm aiming for October time. Yeah, start of October, I reckon. Uh, actually, I think Darius Rocker plays in Glasgow on like the 6th of October. So whenever he finishes, I'll be heading over to Nashville, I'm sure. Nice. And, well, uh, we'll have to get you back on the podcast uh, sometime before then, or even when you're in town. That'd be ideal. That'd be cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then final question for the podcast, what's your one piece of advice to other musicians out there? As a working musician yourself, what would you say, uh, what would, advice would you give to somebody else in your shoes? Um, what advice should I give? Just one piece? It's quite hard to give. All right, give your top, um, give your top okay, two. I've actually got one piece of advice. I think if you want to be an artist, you should manage a band. Huh, all right. Because you find out so much from what you tell a band to do that you're not doing yourself. Like, you'll tell a band, you should be doing this, you should be doing that, you should be doing this, and you're, you'll be going out and networking on their behalf. And what happens is you find out all the things that you should be doing, and you also build a network of people through their music that you can then tap into when, when you're ready to release your music. So I think I learned most when I was managing a band. So I think manage a band. That's awesome. I mean, as someone who has played in bands and is now managing bands, I could not agree more with that. I think that might be one of the best, uh, one of the best pieces of advice we've had so far in the podcast. So I'm glad. At least I had some use today, man. <laughs> Dude, no, this was awesome. So, so I'm going to wrap up this podcast here, but stay on the line. I want to chat with you for a little bit more. So thank you to those who listen to this guy. Um, go definitely um, check out David. Um, if it's cool with him, I might link a couple of his little tunes here. Um, I will link his Facebook and for my Nashville listeners, come to his show in the fall when he gets over here. <laughs>